Welcome to Your Best You Today, the online radio show that uncovers the hidden truths and dispels the myths about food, nutrition, and exercise for anyone of any age. Every day you make dozens of decisions that will either have a positive or negative impact on your health. Join naturopathic doctor Kevin Jackson along with Rob Heppel to learn how you can start making your best you today. Hey, Kevin, welcome back to the show. Um, now, we've really had some great uh, episodes. Uh, we, we're talking about sugar. We're talking about carbs, fats, and protein. Um, how about we kind of bring this all together? Yeah, absolutely, Rob. You know, I mean, um, after, you know, some people have been listening to the things we've spoken about in the, the, the episodes in the past, you know, we're talking about um, the effects of proteins, carbs, fats, and how that you know, in fact, has a major impact on your health. Uh, a lot of people have to be scratching their heads and saying, uh, you know, which is what I get a lot in my practice, that people are saying to me, well, what can I eat? You know, I think that's, and that, and that's probably the most pertinent question here is, uh, is uh, we're saying, you know, don't eat this, don't eat that, what's left? And so a lot of people, I think um, it helps if, if they can actually get something um, tangible, uh, some ideas, um, of things that you can feed you and your family uh, on a regular basis that are going to be healthy for you, that fit within the realm of what we're talking about, you know, trying to keep those sugars, caffeine, carbohydrates, uh, getting the appropriate amount of protein and eating the good fats and staying away from the bad fats all in one ball. How does that work? Well, maybe, you know, we could uh, just look, look, look at uh, what a typical daily meal plan would be. And, you know, we're... Uh, probably caution saying that you know this we're not like a diet this is just healthy eating right absolutely and you know uh, because our diet or the general poor diet that most north americans ingest plays such a major role in the health concerns and our health status generally you know if you can eat a healthy diet on a regular basis you know, many people are shocked to find out that these chronic diseases that they have just go away. And so what I wanted to talk about was just a sort of across the board, healthy way of eating, you know, for your three meals a day and then your snacks and, you know, give it a try and see what you think. And, uh, you know, so let's start with breakfast. And, uh, you know, I know we talked before, Rob, about, you know, the, the typical breakfast is, you know, toast with jam and maybe some cornflakes or uh, some, you know, some Cheerios or uh, shreddies with some milk and maybe a little sugar on top, a coffee, an orange juice, maybe some pancakes occasionally. You know, those are all things that really fly in the face of what we've been spoke, what we've been speaking about in the past. And so, you know, what are some alternatives to those kind of foods? And, you know, we touched on this briefly in, in protein um, and I think in fats to some extent. And eggs are really one of the healthiest foods you can eat. And that, you know, that's contrary to a lot of popular belief. And there's been, and I know we've spoken about this many times. Um, you, you've said like, you know, up to five in a day where we're, you know, I know that like some doctors have told me don't have more than two eggs in a week. Yeah, and that's and that's just not based in science, you know. Uh, my rule of thumb is don't eat more than five eggs a day. 
you know, it, basically it's tongue in cheek. It's just saying, don't worry about eggs. Eat them. They're great for you. You know, when we look at as a whole food, eggs are, are the most perfect protein on the planet. And, you know, you don't get a ton of protein. You only get about six grams of protein per average sized egg, um, which is still decent. But, you know, there's a lot of nutritional value there. There's a lot of, you know, B vitamins. Um, there's choline. There's really good quality fats. There's lecithin. So, you know, some great things. And, um, you know, I know we've spoken about cholesterol uh, and eggs do contain cholesterol. But the evidence clearly shows that when you eat eggs and you eat the cholesterol from the eggs, it does not typically increase your LDL or bad cholesterol at all. In fact, in many cases, I see it increases HDL, the good cholesterol. So eggs, because they can contain some cholesterol in them, the knee-jerk reaction in the past has been, well, if eggs contain cholesterol, that's going to increase your blood cholesterol. And it's just not true. The evidence clearly shows that in virtually all cases, and there's a couple exceptions to this, but right across the board in virtually every case, it's completely safe. And like I said, it's great protein. So eggs. So have eggs for breakfast. Um, you know, uh, soft-boiled, hard-boiled, you know, one of the best ways of preparing it, poached, uh, is great. Uh, frying eggs is okay, but, you know, eggs, if you fry them and you know that if you fry them really quick, you know, if you got it on bachelor heat when you're <laughs> cooking them, right, and they you cook them in two minutes, you, they get that gristly brown sort of uh, denatured protein on the underside. And that's very difficult to digest. So if you're going to fry your eggs, fry them very slowly in a little water, perhaps, a little coconut oil. At a low temperature, put the uh, put the lid on the pot. Like even just on medium, or yeah, lower than medium, that. yeah, yeah. Okay. Medium usually works well. Um, and then you know if you have to flip them, that's fine. And uh, just keep it at a, a medium temperature. Again, you're you're trying to get the eggs to come out so that the white is completely white, and not you know covered in that brown gristly sort of uh, like as I say, it's a denatured protein. So. Uh, scrambled eggs, same thing. Omelets, same thing. You know, uh, you, you cook them really quickly and they're going to be very darkly browned on both sides. Um, uh, and so, you know, if you can just use a lower temperature, it's a, it's a little bit better. But, you know, if you're in a real rush, you know, a soft-boiled egg, you can do it in four minutes or so. So it's, it's, uh, it's, a, great, it's a great food and it's an excellent um, uh, tasting food too. And it sustains you for the day. You know, if you, if you have a coffee and, and juice and a piece of toast for breakfast, there's nothing there that's going to sustain you. You're going to be hungry and searching for food in a, in a short period of time. So eggs, you know, what I recommend with eggs, if you're going to put something with it, salsa. Um, you know, you can get salsa that's low or no sugar. And, you know, you, you, you have that with your eggs. If you make an omelet, you can, you can throw the salsa into the omelet. You can put other vegetables into your omelet or you can mix vegetables into scrambled eggs. So, yeah, if you can use something like that, it's uh, it gives a little more, a little extra taste, uh, a little more body to what you're eating, and you can change it up a little bit. So, so eggs are great. Now, meats, you know, I recommend if you can, if you're going to use things like bacon and sausage and ham, that you try to get the organic, if, you, if at all possible. Um, but, you know, these are things that, uh, you know, more protein and, uh, 
you can get like turkey sausages, turkey bacon, chicken bacon, these kind of things um, that don't have a lot of nitrates in them and a lot of preservatives. And so these are things you can throw into the mix as well. You know, my personal favorite for breakfast is um, eggs with a salad. And I know a lot of people think that's bizarre. But, um, you know, getting vegetables with a good quality protein on a regular basis is just is probably the healthiest thing you can do for your body. And, you know, vegetables give us a lot of our phytonutrients, our, uh, our macro and micro minerals. And, uh, you know, they're, they're just chock-a-block full of nutrition. So we want to try and get vegetables as often as possible. So if you have eggs, throw some vegetables in with them or just have some, you know, have some uh, vegetables on the side, raw or uh, a salad or even, you know, steam some vegetables or grill some vegetables uh, alongside your eggs. Other options um, that I frequently recommend for um, for patients are protein shakes. You know, getting a decent quality protein powder that doesn't have a, that doesn't have sugar added to it, and that's sometimes a real difficult thing. Um, you know, you mix that with, in the case of someone who's avoiding dairy products, uh, some unsweetened coconut milk or almond milk. Um, you know, and maybe a handful of berries mixed in with it. And, you know, a lot of these protein powders, a scoop of the protein is 25, 20 to 25 grams of protein. So again, a great way to start off the day. And it takes you two minutes to make it. You know, if you got a blender, nothing to it. So, so that's another um, suggestion for breakfast. What about putting, could you put some vegetables in that shake? Absolutely. A lot of people, depending on the type of uh, blender they have, they can throw kale or some spinach or just some green vegetables into that uh, and make it a green shake, which is a great way to go. Avocado is great in a, in a shake as well. Um, but you really want to make sure you throw that protein powder in there because I think that's where a lot of people, you know, they fall down with their shakes is that they make it from orange juice or they make some sort of juice and then they throw in, uh, you know, some other things that like maybe some berries and uh, some other fruit and then throw in a little bit of kale and it's mainly sugar, water and a little bit of kale. So I think if you stay away from the, the sweet bases, which are juices predominantly, um, and milk to some extent, which has quite a bit of lactose in it, um, if you stay and use these other things we've mentioned, like the unsweetened coconut, almond, hemp, soy milks, these kind of things, and if it's soy, you know, I always recommend it being non-GMO. Um, if you do that, you've got, uh, you've got a, a great quick meal replacement, which can also be used if you have to have a snack. You know, this can be uh, something you have as for a snack as well, or you make enough of it for a snack. And then, you know, one other thing that I recommend is to make your own granola. Um, and granola, you know, usually is made of grains, and it's usually got honey or sweetener in it. And for that reason, it you know, it doesn't uh, it doesn't work out so well as a great way to start your morning off. But if you can just do chopped nuts and seeds, so you know, pine nuts, pumpkin seeds, uh, sunflower seeds hemp seed, chia seeds, um, you know, even sesame seeds, and you mix that with some chopped up nuts, almonds, uh, macadamia nuts, pistachio nuts, uh, cashews, um, you know, hazelnuts. Chop that all up into bite-sized pieces, mix it all together, throw some unsweetened coconut milk or almond milk on top of that, and some fresh fruit if you want to put on top of it. And again, you've got a good protein-based meal to start the day off with that is a lot like having a granola or a cold cereal. Without the all the carbs that you're going to get in, obviously in the cereal, but 
even in some of the other pre-bought granola that would come with, as you said, the honeys and maybe the you know things like craisins or things like that that come in with a lot of sugar added. Right? Well, that's it, and and uh, and that's where you know we spoke uh, a few episodes ago about just how much sugar we ingest on an annual basis. You know, it's around 120 pounds a year. And this is where some of these hidden sugars sneak in is, is what we're doing for breakfast. And, you know, a lot of these uh, packaged uh, breakfast cereals are just chock-a-block full of the sugar. And this is one way to avoid all that and still get that good hearty breakfast that's going to make you, you know, feel good, give you the nutrition you need for the day, and you won't feel hungry in another hour and a half. So, you know, those are just a few suggestions for breakfast. Um, and... You know, I know we, we spoke about this a while ago too, Rob, but, you know, the snacks are things that I usually recommend. Try not to eat snacks. Try to eat just three meals a day. And I know that kind of flies in the face of what a lot of the, the pundits out there talk about is, you know, have, they say, have five, six small meals a day. Well, really, that's not a healthy way to eat. We're intended to eat really three meals a day. And, you know, for what I say to people is depending on how active you are, you know, like I personally, if I'm in my office working a 12-hour day, I'll typically eat two meals, no snacks. That's all I eat for the day because I'm not active. I'm not doing anything. So, you know, I don't need to, to be sustained by three meals a day. Um, and typically, you know, for the people who are eating five small meals a day or five meals through the day or six, um, you're actually promoting disease process. And that one is, uh, that mainly is blood sugar dysregulation and insulin resistance. So for people who have blood sugar problems, the last thing you want to be doing is eating five, six uh, meals a day. So try to eat three meals a day. Um, and we'll get into this in a little bit more um, depth, I think, in, in future episodes here. But um, if you have to snack, and I recommend not doing it, but if you have to, some of the healthier things would be, um, you know, veggie sticks, um, nuts and seeds, um, preferably raw if you can get them raw, unsalted if you can. A little bit of salt's not the end of the world. Um, salads. Salads make great snacks. Just a small salad. It's something you can take in a little container to work if you need to and use that as, uh, you know, part of your lunch or, or a snack if you have to. So, you know, Bean salad, toss salad, coleslaw, shredded broccoli salad, spinach salad, uh, Greek salad, obviously without the cheese if you're sensitive to dairy products, Caesar salad, uh, preferably without the croutons, and again, without cheese if, if you're dairy sensitive. Um, you know, salads really make the world go round. They're just, they're just great for us, and we really should be eating, trying to eat a couple salads a day if we can. Other um, snack ideas are avocados. Um, you know, avocados are a really healthy food, and you just it's kind of like eggs. Uh, you can you can't eat enough of those. Uh, fruit in in limited quantities without overdoing it. Fruit's good for you, um, and uh, and a smoothie that we spoke about before. Now, what are um, I'm sure that there's some fruits that are better than others. So, what's a good way to um, you because know, you've mentioned uh, like in the smoothies or in the shake in the morning. To have you know some berries and stuff, but you didn't say banana. So what's what what's the difference there? Yeah, I mean it's a great question. I mean because you know the the really high sugar fruits you really want to try and avoid, and the worst ones are really well. First of all, candied fruits. I mean that's that kind of without goes without saying. But you know dried fruit, dates, figs, raisins, craisins, those kind of things, really high in sugar, concentrated sugar, 
and uh, and you know they taste sweet and for a good reason. They're, it's like eating candy. So you really want to try and avoid that. Melons are the highest sugar content or the highest glycemic index of pretty well of all of all fruit. So watermelon being the absolute worst. So it really is not a healthy thing to eat. And then the tropical fruits, the, the main tropical fruits are banana, mangoes, papaya, pineapple, guava. You really should try to avoid those. And you know, people say, oh, bananas, they're so good for you. They have, they're high in potassium. Well, there's lots of things out there that are high in potassium. Bananas are, you know, full of sugar and uh, your body breaks it down into sugar quickly because there's not, I mean, you know, you know, if you eat a banana, you, you just don't even need teeth to do that. It's, it, you can just, you know, you can gum it down uh, and you can, you can swallow one of those things in, you know, five seconds. But, you know, to eat an apple, it's going to take you a while. You got to bite into that. You got to masticate that. You got to chew that thing up. It's got to be broken down in your system. It's going to take some time to get the sugars out. So bananas, not like that. And so that's why bananas are really not a healthy thing to eat. And you really should avoid those. And, the, you know, the, the healthiest really are the are the berries. You know, you just, you can't, I mean, obviously some people have problems with berries. Strawberries being one of the ones that, uh, you know, people do or are, can be allergic to. But, you know, it, assuming that's not the case, berries are you know, probably, blueberries, one of the healthiest foods on the planet, probably the second healthiest food on the planet as far as I'm concerned. But, yeah, you know, those, those are great. Next to what? Um, broccoli. Okay. I would say broccoli. <laughs> broccoli, kale, those are right at the top of the heap, I would say. But, um, yeah, so, may, you know, apples are very good, you know, pears, plums, cherries are fantastic citrus fruit assuming again you can you can uh, um you don't have any problems with those some people are allergic to citrus fruit those are good so you know i think if you keep that in mind it, it really does help um you know keep again the high sugar uh foods out of your diet if you're avoiding the high sugar fruits so just kind of how you explain that it sounded like a lot of the fruits that are um permissible or or good choices are more uh, northern fruit that would be grown in orchards um, and you know on on trees and and some of the and I think you mentioned some of the southern or tropical fruits are the ones that tend to have higher sugar. It's very true, and um, and you know I think you you'll you see also any fruit that's very ripe. You know, like a really ripe banana, you know how sweet that tastes. And it's the same with most other fruits that are overly ripe. They can be higher sugar content. So you just have to be a little bit careful with that. And um, But you're right. It's the it's the, uh, the the fruits that you're going to see in the tropical areas closer to the equator. Um, they're the ones that typically give us the most problems when it comes to blood sugar. So um, lunch. You know, what I recommend for everybody for lunch is vegetables with a protein. The easy way to do that is a salad with a protein on it. So, you know, some people tell me, oh, I just can't eat salads. Well, then I say, well, okay, let's get you some, some steamed or some cooked or some grilled vegetables and throw a protein on top of it. And that may mean, you know, using something like, uh, you know, canned salmon, you know, preferably not farmed. Um, so you take some canned salmon, a little bit of mayonnaise, and I recommend, you know, uh, a full fat, no sugar mayonnaise, um, you know, like Hellman's, for example, I, 
I, uh, you know, you can get the organic ones, which are even better. But for the, you know, for the average person out there who's just shopping in a regular grocery store, Hellman's full fat, not the, not the light. The light has sugar, more sugar in it. You take what about the fat. one with the olive oil? Yeah, olive oil. Is that okay? That's you know the Hellman's all with the green lid? Yeah. Okay. No, that's good. That's a good one too. Um, but you'll see that, you know, when you look at how many grams of sugar there is in the, the full fat mayos, they don't really have any. And uh, the, certainly what we have here for Hellman's has, uh, has no sugar in it. So, so take some mayo, mix it up with some, uh, you know, with egg or with salmon, um, even chicken and make a chicken salad on top of a, a whatever salad you like underneath or the vegetables. And it's a simple, quick way to get good quality food. It doesn't take a long time to to make, and you can take. It's very portable. You you put it in a container. You take your salad dressing separate from that, which is preferably like an oil and vinegar type salad dressing. You know, if you're going to use salad dressing and oil, uh, extra virgin olive oil is one of the best. Um, and you know, it's a very simple way to eat instead of the usual sandwich wrap. You know, pizza, those kind of things. I mean, they're just that you're just asking for trouble by eating these things. And unfortunately, for a lot of us, you know, lunch means a sandwich, uh, and it's just not a healthy way to eat. So, if you can get into the mode of eating vegetables with protein and a salad's an easy way to do that. Um, I think that's your best your best way to go. So, um, supper, uh, your evening meal. I recommend uh, trying to eat fish if you can eat it uh, three times a week. Again, you don't want farmed. Um, an easy one that's readily available there is sole. You can usually get that frozen if you're not, you know, if you're landlocked, if you're not, uh, you know, local fish is not available to you. Uh, and that's a that's a pretty solid, good quality protein. Um, so fish and then chicken. Duck or turkey, again, preferably organically grown if you can do that. Wild meats are fantastic, but, you know, if you use beef, pork, lamb, bison, preferably uh, pasture-fed. And um, along with that, uh, you know, if you want to go with things like um, pastas, there are now, you know, better quality pastas out there. And, you know, a lot of people think, you know, better quality pasta just means like a non gluten-based pasta, like a rice pasta or a corn pasta, not necessarily the healthiest thing to eat. There are things available um, like black bean pasta. There's something called miracle noodles that are available out there. There's kelp noodles. Um, these are things that aren't really high-carb uh, foods, but they still give you the, the mouthfeel and the, and the taste of a, of a pasta. Um, if you can put, you know, like a pasta sauce on that, it, 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 it tastes great. Uh, so that's so that's an option in, in lieu of the the typical pasta. Also, spaghetti squash. If you cook spaghetti squash and then you you fork it out, it actually is a lot like spaghetti. And then you just throw a spaghetti um, uh, sauce on top of that, uh, however you like it, and uh, you've got an alternative to your typical pasta. And then again, you know, with your whatever protein you're going with, I recommend the salads or vegetables. Um, you know, trying to stay away from the potatoes, yams, sweet potatoes, because they're very starchy, cause us a lot of problems in the in the carb department. The you know, convert to sugar. We've talked about starch and how that affects us negatively. So you're trying to stay away from the grains as well, like rice, uh, which is a, you know a really common fill-in for most people. Um, you know, and 
you know, if you have to go to something that's a grain, I recommend quinoa. Uh, you know, it's got a lot more protein in it. Uh, it's a better option. It depends on what the situation, if you're a diabetic, I don't recommend quinoa. I recommend staying away from all grains if you're a diabetic. And then if you need some sort of a, you know, a dessert, you know, I recommend baked fruit or fresh fruit salad, the cocktail, uh, a fruit cocktail, or just, just some, just uh, an apple or, you know, a handful of berries or some nuts or seeds. So um, really, you know, it's fairly simplistic way of eating, but it's a healthy way to eat. And, um, you know, you eat that way and it stabilizes your blood sugar. It takes your, uh, lowers your insulin levels, increases your serotonin levels. And I think we spoke about before. So, um, you know, it's, it, some people say it's a little boring, a little repetitive, but there's lots of things you can do within the realm of those ideas that uh, that can work really well for you. Kev, that's great. What a you know solid meal plan. And as you just said, you you think, well, you know, we've cut out all this other things that we're so used to eating, but uh, you know what you've given us is still there's still lots of options there. Yeah, absolutely, Rob. And, and you know, I think uh, the other thing is, you know, um, you know, legumes. You know, lentils, chickpeas, um, those are great. And you can use lentils. You cook up lentils and use them like rice. So if you're making like a stir fry, do your stir fry on top of lentils. Do it on top of chickpeas. It's a better option. Uh, a lot more protein involved in those foods than you're ever going to get from rice, which is basically, you know, there's virtually, there's very little protein in rice. So, yeah, you know, I think uh, uh, hopefully this opens some horizons for people out there. They don't, you don't typically eat this way and maybe they'll experiment uh and if they do i think they're going to see that you start feeling a lot better by eating this way on a regular basis give yourself a month eating this way and you know nine times out of ten people feel noticeably better i mean and i've seen many chronic disease processes gone by just changing your diet and eating something similar or akin to what what we're talking about here today and I'm, I'm sure you could use, you know, this meal plan that you've talked about in in some of your, you must use it in some of your treatments, right, for more specific um, situations or ailments. Absolutely, because, you know, this, uh, eating this way really stabilizes blood sugar. So if you're a diabetic and you eat this way, um, you know, you're, you're going to feel a lot better. You're going to see much better uh, blood sugar levels, blood glucose and hemoglobin A1C numbers. You're, you're going to see, you're going to feel better. And for a lot of people, I mean, I've got hundreds and hundreds of patients who aren't taking their meds, don't have to take their meds anymore for their diabetes and are technically not diabetic anymore just by making dietary changes along the lines of what we're talking about here today. Well, Kev, this is awesome. Um well, I think that's probably a good place to wrap up. Uh, maybe uh, I think next time what we should do is tackle the grocery store or shopping at Costco and what we should, uh, you know, now we've got um, a good meal plan. Now we have to go fulfill that. And um, how does that sound? Yeah, that's great, Rob. I think uh, that's where we should go next. Great. Well, uh, thanks for listening to the Your Best You Today uh, radio show. Uh, if you like what you've heard today, uh, please let someone else know about it and maybe we could help them uh, as we've helped you. Uh, if you have any questions at all, feel free to leave them below the uh, the episode here and 
we'd always love uh, you to rate our podcast on iTunes. Thanks for listening. This has been another episode of Your Best You Today with Dr. Kevin Jackson and Rob Heppel, where they tackle nutritional topics so that you can become your best you today. To ask a question or leave a comment, visit the website at www.yourbestyoutoday.com. Make sure that you never miss another episode by subscribing to this podcast for free on iTunes. Oh,